0: Everyone, welcome back to the fourth annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies in October that we lovingly call the Halloween Screamathon. I am your host Otis, and tonight I am joined by Katie, hi, and Bella. Hello. She's laying right next to us, and we are reviewing the 2001 psychological thriller *Frailty*. There are demons among us. You like that one?
1: Mm, I guess. <laughs>
0: I can't think of another one. Oh, you're fine. Tagline. Ah, that one works, I guess. Hit that music.
1: The squad was working in the lab late one night When their eyes beheld an eerie sight Where the horror movie list began to grow in size And suddenly, to their surprise It was the
0: Screamathon With no lights on All frozen and no cons Hey, happy spookies everyone. This is episode 14 of this awesome podcast. So, like I said before, we are doing frailty. So, this is a movie from my past, and I was very excited to show Katie. It is part of the two-hit combo of movies with the name Otis in it. I'm always excited when I can find a movie with a character or movie or a show with a character named Otis. So, Barnyard, I don't know if you've ever seen that cartoon movie or show, the cow that's in charge of the farm, well, he becomes in charge of the farm because his dad dies, his name's Otis, and I always liked it. And then, Katie watched a show called Sex Education, and I was walking by one day, and I heard someone say, Otis, I was like, what? And I was like, oh shit, little Ace of Butterfield, his name's Otis? Turn the fuck up. So, I liked that show too. So... That, can't
1: forget everybody's favorite, Milo and Otis.
0: Oh, yeah. That movie's wild as hell. We need to do an episode on that because uh, that's a Japanese film. They did not care about animals in that movie. I think a few Milo and Otises did not make it home in that movie. Uh, I know they, they fought a bear, and I think that bear got a couple of them. So it's a wild fucking movie. So watch Milo and Otis and just, just realize that they had more than one orange cat. And more than one pug <laughs> doing that movie. So, this film, uh, it's a wild one. It stars Bill Paxton. So, uh, if you watched Aliens, he's the guy that's like, game over, man. Game over. And he's the the car salesman from True Lies. He's like, what well, a secret agent pisses pants. Same tone, same voice. He, he likes doing that tone in a lot of movies.
1: He's also Chet from Weird Science. I
0: love... people know that. Chad is like one of my favorite ones. He turns to that weird troll at the end. He's like, hey, I'm sorry. (laughs) He's like, hey, Lisa, turn me back. She's like, maybe. right. (laughs) And he actually directed and starred in this film. So, Bill Paxton. Good job, bud. And co-stars Matthew McConaughey. Alright, alright, alright. And Powers Booth. His name always seems opposite, but he, You have seen him in Tombstone. It's Curly Bill, y'all. He's the one that's like, well, bye. <laughs> he's a dickhead that causes all the issues in Tombstone. And then Kurt Russell fucks him up. So it, he's a really good villain. He's got the voice. In this one, he's a... I guess he's a good... He's an FBI agent. But he's got that tone. He's got a just a dickhead, dickhead tone in, to his voice. So this film is about a very weird relationship between two two young brothers and their crazy religious father. This father believes he is being instructed by God to kill demons that look like people. And so this is the, the story of their lives one f- fucking summer and it's it's a crazy one, because there are probably people out there that, honest, honest to God, think that they're doing the right thing when they do bad stuff. Uh, there are a lot of manifestos when people shoot up places, and uh, they like to say that uh, God guided them to do things, and certain presidents told them to do things. So, there are people out there that really believe that they are super-duper important to people, and... Those people want them to kill. It's a very real situation. And that's a. When I watched this in 2001, that wasn't the reason I really liked it. But now it's like. It's, it's, it's a, too real. It's too real, which makes it. scarier. Yes. So this film, Bill Paxton. So the reason that I feel that this movie is a cool Otis film. So, Bill Paxton, he met a homeless guy when he was filming this bad boy named Otis. So, that's another reason. And he gave the guy money because he's homeless. And he's like, I'm going to put you in this movie, Otis. And he's like, okay. And he put the name Otis on the axe that does all the chopping in it. So, people asked, they're like, what does that mean? Is It's not an angel named Otis. Like, God's not named Otis, is he? But then he's like, nah, I just met a homeless guy and I put his name on the axe they're like oh that's not as cool as we thought it would be (laughs) and then James Cameron Stephen King and Sam Raimi they all absolutely adore this film Stephen King especially because it's it actually feels like a Stephen King short story I've seen stories of his that kind of go the same way this reminds me of the Dead Zone a lot and that's a story about a guy if he touches you he can see the future and see how bad you are and he touches a guy that's trying out to be trying out that is running for president he touches him and he sees that the world goes through nuclear holocaust and he's like oh i gotta kill this guy <laughs> so that that's what the dead zone's about he's trying to kill the potential president of the united states and it's a Stephen king story it's a really good one so it, it reminded me of a short story from Stephen King, so that's another reason why I really like it. The producer of this film, David Kirshner, he produced An American Tale and Child's Play, two very different movie series. So, so Katie, what did you think about Frailty?
1: Um, I think it was a good movie, but it will leave you just fucking upset. Yeah. Um, like... Not necessarily because of, like, the killing in it, though the killing is bad, I guess. Just the the fact that these people exist, like, there are people in the world that are fucking crazy like this and do take religious extremism to this extent. Um, it just leaves you with a bad taste in your mouth. Like, it's... It was really good. It was really well-acted. All of the actors in this movie did a fucking fantastic job at portraying their individual characters. Um, just the the subject matter of it is uh, gross, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh,
0: even in the, like I said, the first time I watched this movie, I absolutely adored it because it felt like a story I've read so I was already in there and it's just you know it has twists and turns and a a crazy twist the first time you watch you're like oh oh okay okay and this is probably like I don't know my fifth time watching it there are nods there are little clues that I'll bring up um, when we're talking about it that if you just saw it you'd be like that was a weird thing oh shit okay okay and I saw it this time, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, if if you had a keen eye, you would see certain things happen, and you would be like, "Oh, okay, now I understand why that happened." But no, it's a fun, it's a fun story. Like I said, hour and a half, it it moves, and it's just a pretty solid story. It it, it honestly feels like a short story that Stephen King wrote. So you can k- check this movie out on HBO Max. So, uh, Katie, if <laughs> that's the first thing about my site. If someone got a message from their God telling them to tweet us, where would they tweet?
1: At Allentown Pod. <laughs> I laughed. I was like, that's
0: not good. We have an email at
1: <laughs> Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We have a
0: Facebook at
1: Allentown Presents.
0: Yeah. Uh, God's probably not telling you to.
1: Hail Satan. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: She, she did the horns just like uh, what Eddie
1: Eddie from Stranger Things. Blah. 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 I so. mean, if you're listening to this, I'm pretty sure God's probably not telling you to do shit. So
0: yeah. okay, so we'll get through this story and then we'll talk about our favorite and <laughs> least favorite characters and stuff like that. So this movie starts out with Fenton Meeks. Hey, it's Matthew McConaughey. He visits the Texas Federal Bureau of Investigation. Uh, it's really weird. So, someone kind of justifies why there's only like two FBI agents in this place. It should be like 24 hours, honestly. Uh, this was right around the 9/11 situation, so they would probably not. It, they'd be busy. So I guess that was their justification. But he visits Agent Doyle and tells him that he he's claiming that his brother Adam is the God God's Hand serial killer. And he's done all the killings, and he's like, "That's a, that's a fucking statement to say, Bud. How, how do you know?" And he's like, "Well, I'm gonna tell you a crazy fucking story about it.
1: Well, <laughs> let me tell you a tale."
0: So he tells him that. Well, Fenton says that Adam called him, and he, the way he's talking to him, sounds like he's gonna commit suicide. Just the words he used and how he's talking to his brother, and he told Fenton. To fulfill a promise to bury his brother in a rose garden in their hometown of Thurman, Texas. Not a real place. I forgot where, but there is a town in Texas that has a rose garden and all those things. But they didn't want people to go there and then mess with that rose garden and be like, Hey, this is where he did the movie. Look at me. So, I get it. I get why Bill Paxton didn't do it. Because people like to fuck around like that. It's like people throw pizzas on that one house that was Breaking Bad's house. Oh, yeah. And they're like, stop throwing fucking pizzas on my house. They're like, oh, but you're that, you're that but pizza house. But you're the house. Breaking Bad one? Your so I get it. People, there are a lot of dumb people in the world. So he tells Doyle this ridiculous story about their childhood. And so the summer of 79. And when they were kids their dad <laughs> Katie's katie trying to keep it together <laughs> their dad tells them that he was visited by an angel and not a sweet ass angel like that movie that show with della reese or nothing this angel's like hey bud you gotta kill some people actually you gotta destroy some people that's remember keywords in this and so the angel tells the dad that there are demons disguised as human beings And he has to destroy them and he gives them some tools an axe named Otis I don't know why gloves to hold the axe named Otis and a pipe to hit the demons over the head because I I, I don't know I was blessed by God so the pipe knocks out demons real good (laughs) and he tells the kids that that this is their life this is their life goal God has entrusted this family with this and the angel is going to give me a list of names soon and we are going to go down this line this list and take out these demons fenton's like this is not the right thing to do dad and adam's like "Fuck yeah let's kill some demons we're superheroes right and dad's like yeah these are this is, you know these are our superpowers these are our tools we are heroes and so adam the younger brother doesn't see the craziness of this. And, yeah. It's... From what I've seen, when parents do wild shit and say wild shit, the younger kids, it seems easier to get them to just get indoctrate... indoctrate,
1: Indoctrinated.
0: Indoctrinated into situations easier.
1: Yes, it's much easier to manipulate young children into doing things than older children who have already gained some sense.
0: Yes, so Fenton's like, duh, no, What? an angel told you that we're killing demons that's really stupid and the dad's like well you don't see it now but you'll see it one day fenton i i know it god i believe in you and god believes in you too he's like okay (laughs) so fenton thinks that this is that was just a weird 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 freaky dream and nothing's gonna come of this a week later dad comes home with a bag a people-sized bag and Fenton wakes up and sees his dad going to the shed and then they unveil the the bag and it's a nurse so he drove to another town and knocked out this lady so apparently he got this list from an angel and he the I don't know God told him where the house was and he walks up to the lady as she's leaving and says hey is this your name she's like "Yeah, yeah yeah pops her with a pipe and takes her back to their farm. And so Fenton and Adam, he wakes up and tells he tells his sons like, don't don't leave, I want you to watch this. The dad takes his glove off, touches the lady, has some type of vision. We don't see what happens, but he seems like like he's having some type of seizure and then he's like, "Oh, you're bad and chops her up with the axe so Fenton's like holy fucking shit I, this is a lot this is a lot <laughs> and so he's, he's freaking out this is crazy stuff so Adam seems to be on board with this he says that he sees the visions too and he's all about supporting his dad and Fenton multiple times tells his little brother we need to go this isn't good our dad's a murderer Something bad is gonna to happen to us the longer we stay with him and Adam's like, No, no, this this is fine. Our dad is seeing Demons. Like like I said, it's man, Fenton's like the voice of reason in this movie and it's crazy stuff. So as they are driving to Thurman, Agent Doyle learns from Fenton that Um That he would actually be a pretty good officer. It was a pretty funny nod. But he seems to be really good at guessing things about people. And Fenton kind of brings up the fact that, hey, you only had one picture of your mom on your desk. Did something happen to her or something? It's kind of weird you only have one picture. He's like, yeah, my mother was murdered and that person was never caught. So Fenton's like, oh, is that why you became an agent? To try to find the guy? And he's like, eh, something like that. <laughs> he's like, hmm. And Agent Doyle's like, you should be a cop. You got some really good uh, instincts. And he's just like, hmm. <laughs>
1: Yeah, maybe I'll think about it.
0: Yeah, maybe Wendy. So Fenton goes back into his story time, scary family f- story time, and talks about the second victim. And they snatch this old guy up as he leaves a store in broad daylight. And, and Fenton's like, won't we be fucking caught or seen doing this he's like and the dad's like no nope. god will provide no one will see us doing this yikes and it's kind of true because they knock this man out and no one else sees it and they drag him into their van and they they take him home they chop this man up so once again fenton is just like this ain't right man and he tells his little brother that we should leave, and Adam doesn't seem 100% with the plan, but he doesn't want to leave. You know, do not want to leave his dad alone. So Fenton's dad, or dad, I don't really give him a name in this, he tells Fenton that he's been praying to the angel to visit Fenton because he has no faith, and that's why he doesn't see these visions just like Adam sees, apparently. And so he... Heard something bad about Fenton from the angel, but he's done wanna follow through with it, because he knows his son. And he just needs to get a little faith in his life. So he tells Fenton to dig this gigantic hole. was a fifteen by fifteen hole ten feet deep? hmm Dig this hole. That's your
1: Penance, basically. Yes.
0: And he's like, I want you to pray to God while you're digging this hole. And Fenton, like a badass, is like fuck this noise I'm gonna dig this hole because you're forcing me to not because I'm praying to God or anything and digs this hole takes him like close to a week hands are wrecked and everything but he finishes the hole and he's like did you pray to God while you were doing he's like fuck no and he's like "Hmm." (laughs) and the dad makes a new cellar with the hole that his son dug so now they have a killing hole great so they take the people into the shed and down the stairs into the cellar and chop them up there so Fenton escapes from the cellar as they're about to chop up another person and he runs to the sheriff's house and he tells him my dad's crazy as fuck he's killing people please help me and the sheriff's like i don't believe you little child i'm taking back home and i'm talking to your dad he's like no just i can show you where the bodies are gets the dad's attention and they head down into the cellar there's nothing there no blood everything looks fine the sheriff is heading back up the cellar stairs gets an axe in his chest and the dad is upset that he had to kill an innocent man he's like i told you when we started this journey if you tell anybody Someone will die. And so that's the, that's the out. If you tell somebody, God's going to make them die. So don't talk to people about this. And so now they bury the sheriff's body. Hmm. And the dad tells him that the angel told him that Fenton was a demon. But he's like, I don't want to believe that angel. So you really got to talk to God. You got to get some faith, bud. So he locks him in the cellar for a week. Adam comes down and gives him water every day. One glass of water every day. And he says, if I can sneak more water, I'll give it to you. After a week, the dad opens the door to the cellar and he's like, he's like, hey, did you did uh, did you, did you see God? Did
1: you talk to God?
0: And Fenton says, there is no God. And he closes the door back into space and leaves him down there for some amount of time. He said at this point... just the days blended together because he was delirious and didn't have food for a whole week you can survive without food for a very long time but you need water so they were keeping him alive unfortunately so Fenton says at this point he had visions and so this as an actual situation when you go without food Uh, a lot of religious uh, situations a lot of religious things will do this and they won't they'll go without food it's called
1: fasting
0: well yes fasting but it has another word i has a name it's not psychonaut but it, it has some name that you go without food and you you just struggle and then you start to see visions and so it's a step up from fasting honestly so he actually sees god in his fucking vision the dad opens the door and he's like, did you see it? And he's like, yeah, I, I saw God. And he told me what I needed to do. If you look up psycho just, just try Psychonaut and see what it says. Yeah, I saw God and it told me what I needed to do. And the dad's like, all right, I'm excited. So they head to, I want to say it was Dallas for this one. And they knock out the next guy. And he is a... He's verbally abusive to his wife, so I like to think that he's probably swinging on his wife, too, unfortunately. And they pipe him up, and they take him back home. And so, Fenton has the axe in his hand, and he is ready to chop this man up. He pulls back to do the swing and hits his dad in the chest with the axe. So, the dad goes down, and he whispers something to Adam in his ear, and he dies fenton is trying to release the guy he takes the tape off his mouth and you see adam run full speed and chop the man up so it looks like that's what the dad told him to do he's like hey i'm gonna die make sure to kill that demon (laughs) so fenton promises he makes adam promise to bury him in the garden if he ever destroys him and so at this point agent doyle is confused as they're walking toward the Rose Garden. And he's confused because he's like, but you said Adam killed himself. And Fenton's like, yeah, I guess, yeah, I messed up what I said. Fenton says that he's actually Adam. So the whole time, he made it seem like he was the good kid that didn't want to be part of the whole demonic fighting. No, he was the crazy younger brother. And so... We get ourselves a cool little flashback. And so we learn that Fenton did kill some people to get Adam's attention. And Adam is the God hand killer. And he was killing people, but he didn't show off his kills and he buried them all in the rose garden. Fenton buried his people in his basement. And so Adam was just waiting on God to put him, put Fenton on his list. And when he finally did, Adam popped up at Fenton's house and piped him up and brought him back to the Rose Garden. And then we see in flashbacks, we finally see what the dad saw when he touched the bad people. He actually did see visions. Or, see, this is the part where it gets kind of weird. We don't act... Well, we technically see what Adam saw. So when the dad touched the people... We saw the flashes of the bad things they were doing. The lady killed her husband. The old guy was kidnapping little kids and doing bad things to them. So they were bad people. So Adam saw it. So I don't know if the dad really saw these things, but it it gets kind of weird right here. Well,
1: no, you have to assume that the dad saw it. Yeah. Because he says, I saw what this person was doing. And he even says out loud to the when they kill that old guy, he was kidnapping children and murdering them. Like, he says that to Fenton at the time. And Adam had seen it. Like, both he and Adam were having these spiritual visions of viewing the murders, like the bad things that the murderers were doing.
0: And then we learn that Adam, he touches Doyle's hand, And he gets a vision of the day that Doyle killed his mom. So, this whole time, we think that Agent Doyle was looking for his mom's murderer. He was the murderer. And Adam says, yep, this whole plan, this whole situation that I brought together is because you're on my list. And I'm here to kill you. And so, he knocks him into a grave and chops him in the head with Otis the axe. (laughs) So, Doyle is disappeared the other agent that actually saw adam can't remember what he looked like in all the tapes into the fbi agent see they all get scratchy and weird when adam's face gets close so it kind of looks like god is kind of protecting the kid it's weird so the fbi they get a name because when adam came in he said my name is fenton so they go to fenton's house they see all the evidence on the wall, the list of people that he wants to kill, and they find Doyle's badge in the basement, along with a lot of dead bodies. <laughs> oh, man. So the agent visits Adam, and we find out that he is a fucking sheriff of a town, and he tells him, hey, you know, this sucks, but your brother is the God Hand Killer, and he's like, well, thank you for telling me this. And Adam shakes the hand of the agent. And he holds it for a little bit. And he's like, you're a good man. I hope you know that. And the agent's like, that's a weird thing to say. Then he hops in his car and he drives away. So this was a, a gigantic plan to, so he can get to an FBI agent and kill him. And that is Frailty. So Katie, who was your favorite character in Frailty?
1: Young Fenton. Um, I... You got to love a character that is willing to stand up to his abuser uh, slash shitty parent uh, or shitty person in his life. And Fenton was 100% that character. Young Fenton anyways. Um, I loved how much he wanted to protect his brother. And the whole time, as soon as his dad had this weird ass, like, shit is fucking weird. Like... No, we need to get out of here. Like, Dad's crazy and he's murdering people. Um, The end of this movie implies that Fenton was a demon the whole time. So, that's weird to think about. Like, he's just a demon child. But the whole time he was really being just like, don't kill things. That's all you gotta do. Don't kill things. And, you know... He was a great hero, I think. Uh, At least little Kid Fenton was. It got weird at the end, but... Yeah, he was great. Yeah. And he took that fucking, like, pool building like a fucking G.
0: Yeah, he was salty.
1: Basement building, whatever the fuck.
0: Yeah, he was super salty about that. He's like, I'll dig a goddamn hole. (laughs) I'm doing it for me, not for God. Uh, Yeah, I wrote Kid Fenton. He was the best character in this movie. Because, like... Yeah, just believe in God. He's like, fuck that noise. Like, you're a bad person. And he's I mean, like, but
1: it makes sense because he's a demon.
0: But I would, like, think demon at. I think demon in this world, because it seemed like Fenton wasn't a bad kid. It's just he didn't f- want to follow the plan. So I think in this world, if you try to stop them, you're a demon or you're demon I guess, adjacent. Yeah,
1: it was really weird because the brother or the dad called him a demon. I don't think... Hmm. How do I say this? He, I don't think he was actually a demon as a kid when the dad was like when the dad had said that God was had shown him he was a demon or whatever the fuck. Because the dad says, like, when I touch demons, I can see their sins or whatever the fuck or the reason that they're demons. But he touches after he says this and after he claims that young Fenton is a demon he makes a point to touch him multiple times and nothing happens. Like he touches his face and his hair and his arm and all these things. And he doesn't have any weird flashes. So he's not a demon until adult life when the fucking plot twist happens and you find out he was a demon as an adult and murdering folks. And then uh, Adam ends up being like, oh, guess what? You're a fucking demon now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He had to wait to the right moment. I had
1: to wait till he was actually a demon. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I guess when he started killing people and saying he was a god hand killer, that's when technically he was a bad person. Yeah. Which is crazy. So I found it. Yeah. Psychonaut. That is actually a, a definition of it. And so it's people that explore their minds and they go on these crazy voyages into their brain with the aid of something. So meditation, sensory deprivation, music other means so that's kind of what he did it's not fun i guess it can be fun if you use drugs and stuff but the way young fenton dealt with it was not a fun time so but yeah yeah kid fenton man he was the best so katie who was your least favorite character
1: that would be uh the dad he was garbage Um, religious extremism is never fucking okay with me. Um, I don't care what religion you are, don't put your shit on anybody else. And this dad spent the entire movie just indoctrinating his sons into becoming murderers in the name of the Lord, um, or his Lord, and it was just fucking obnoxious as hell.
0: I wrote God-loving family, and not hating on if you love God, that's cool, But it's it's a crazy look. Like Bill Paxton woke up one day and was like, so this trophy of an angel started shining really hard and it said I needed to kill people and y'all are going to help me kill people. I was driving on the road and I see light shine on this weird shed. I went in the shed and found an axe with the name Otis on it and God told me I need to use this axe to chop people up. Let's go kill some people, y'all. I'm like, what? It, it just... I need, I should have did a count of how many times the dad said God. But so many fucking he, times. Every sentence had the word God in it. And that's how he guided his, you know, the way he did things. And it's funny. The kids are watching this video or a broadcast of Davy and Goliath. It was stop-motion animation. It's an old cartoon back in the day and Davey I used to run like with Gumby yeah and Davey at some point I guess he like fell off something and hurt himself and he's like why did God make me do that and the dad's like God can't make you do anything he can you know show you what's right but it's up to you to do the right thing and he's like oh so but I thought God was in charge he's like yeah but you're not a puppet God's not just gonna make you do stuff and I thought it was so funny the kids watching this not catching on to the fact that the dad's like, but God's telling me to kill these people. <laughs> Here I go killing again. But I guess he left it in the dad's hands, but the dad made it seem like he was hard-pressed that he had to kill these people. That's just like their job. It's yeah. it's weird. So, yeah, uh, this God-loving family. But in the end, you're like, oh, they actually were <laughs> doing the right thing? <laughs> I guess it... It, it's so weird, and I, I enjoyed that twist of they really, at least Adam, really did see bad people, and he was killing them. Now, he might have some, like, sixth sense or some idea that people are just bad, and then he learns more about you, and then he's like, yeah, you're bad, and he's making these visions up. I don't know. But like I said, that's why I felt it was kind of like a Stephen King story. because Stephen King would have something absolutely like this. It's like, yeah, I can feel that you're a bad person. So I just come up with a story in my head and then I kill you. So it's, uh, yeah, it was a lot. So let's do seven word synopsis. I only have one and it made me laugh when I came up with it. I chop up people for the Lord. Katie.
1: Religious nut job indoctrinates son into religious executioner. God told us to kill. Yikes, Dad. (laughs) And then my final one, plot twist, Fenton is a serial killer? What the fuck?
0: Yeah, that came out of nowhere. But it makes sense. You know, they're kids, and they see their dad chopping people up. I don't think you can just kind of bounce out of that and be normal. Even if you're the one that, like, this is wrong, you still saw a lot of killing, probably mentally that didn't help you at all. And we see that Fenton didn't grow up to be a normal person he was fucked up so yeah seeing your dad chop people up and good
1: yeah i guess
0: yeah it sucks it's i don't know
1: i feel like there are definitely people who do escape
0: oh yeah absolutely i'm not saying i'm not saying you're hard-pressed to just be a killer if you him, like kill it's just fenton just had a it was a bad situation for him yeah he went through a lot it didn't help the whole more than a week of just in a dark room Oh, yeah, he's down him. there for,
1: like, two weeks without eating any food.
0: Yeah, waiting on a vision from God. That didn't help him either, so. Yeah. This film came out April twelfth, two 2002. So, Katie, what do you think the budget was for this movie?
1: 20 dollars
0: y 11 dollars y But not bad, not bad, not bad. So what do you think the box I office... almost said
1: 10 and yeah. I was like, no, this is, like, Bill Paxton, and there's the guy, the FBI guy... And Matthew McConaughey was big at the time. I'm like,
0: come on. I think he got some people in it. It was kinda, you know, small scale. But he kinda got folks he's like, I got this cool idea and yeah. I can see Matthew McConaughey's like, yeah, I'll do it, man. That yeah. sounds awesome.
1: Fun fact, there were zero women who had any speaking parts in this movie. Except for the wife at the end.
0: Yeah. A lot of
1: And she had like three lines.
0: Like what what woman got chopped up and a lot of dudes got chopped up?
1: Mhm. Yeah. And all the characters were dudes.
0: That's what all I'm saying. It felt like a short story. You didn't get there weren't a lot of characters in this and it just it just moved. It's yeah. like I'm gonna tell you the story of that fucked up summer with me and my little brother. Yeah. yeah.
1: Honestly, it played out like a Stephen King story. I'm actually shocked he
0: didn't write it. I'm telling you, he probably sat there like, "Damn. I could have wrote that." <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think the box office was?
1: $75 dues.
0: Man, I wish Seventeen dollar dues Damn it. it! I don't know what came out around this time, so April in two thousand and two. But I feel something else probably just hopped in on it. Uh, it. It makes me sad. It's a fun movie, and just maybe the trailers. It just wasn't wasn't popping like it really should have. So I just saw a connection to something. <laughs> Oh wait! What?
1: <laughs> okay, uh, movies that were currently in theaters at the time that this movie came out: Ice Age, Panic Room, The Rookie, uh, High Crimes, The Scorpion King. Oh yeah! Blade Two. Oh yeah! Resident Evil. God
0: damn!
1: Yeah, Clock Stoppers. I remember that movie. Yeah. There was a lot. Yeah. Big Trouble.
0: Oh, that was a good
1: fucking movie. Showtime. 40 Days and 40 Nights. That's going to Death to Smoochie. Like, there was a lot. Yeah. That- All About the Benjamins. John Q. Ooh. That's what I went and saw in the theaters at this time. Yeah. A lot. There was a lot.
0: Young Katie said, fuck Frailty. John <laughs> Q. I didn't
1: know anything about Frailty. I don't even know that it actually played in the town that I lived in. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> John Q. Just a little you skipping.
1: <laughs> John Q was good. Denzel Washington went hard on that movie.
0: Uh, Finn from Star Wars, he's coming up with a version of John Q. It's not a remake or anything. It's just the same situation.
1: No, oh, well, it happens commonly, especially here in America where the healthcare system is bullshit. So.
0: Yeah, holding some up to hostage. He's like, I need money for something good, but I'm doing it in a bad way. <laughs> well,
1: he's not holding... He doesn't hold, like, a bank hostage. He holds the hospital hostage because they won't perform the Yeah, but surgeries. this new one, I think he's holding
0: up a bank to get Oh, money.
1: no. Just... Go straight to the source. Make the fucking hospital
0: do it. Drink. Dude, that's how I blow you up. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So, in the Bible, this actually is a story, kind of. It's called The Binding of Isaac. So, all you video game people out there, you're like, hey, that's a video game. It's the same situation. You'd actually love this game. It's sad as fuck. So, you're a little kid, and your mom is a religious fanatic. Crazy about God. Mm. And she sees on the TV that it says, like, you need to make sure your kids are in line. And you might need to take care of them. And so she is one of the bosses in the game. But you're a little kid. And when you get out of line, she locks you in a, a chest. Like a, like a, I don't know, like a toy chest. Locks you in there. And so you're crying, trying to get your way out. And Isaac kind of just crawls into his mind. And so he's fighting his way out of the toy box and then it's so many different bosses and endings to it. The, the, spoiler, there's kind of an ending where all of this was just, I don't know, like a ghost doing it because you just died in the tr- in the toy chest. It's sad. Then there's one where the dad comes back and you're like, you don't see his face. And it's like, yeah, you're probably dead and you're in heaven and the dad's dead too probably. It's a sad game, but it's really good. And the bidi- Binding of Isaac, it's a story. Abraham, God tells Abraham, hey, you need to kill your son, and he's like, okay, and then God's like, whoa, shit, hey, I'll just play him, man, (laughs) I just wanted to see if you'd do it, and he's like, yeah, I was about to do it, bro, and so Abraham kills a ram instead, Uh, but this is a story where the devil's like, man, you, your people, you know, you think that they really follow you and they love you, but I bet you tell somebody to kill their kid right now, they wouldn't, and he's like, bet, hey, you, kill your kid, he's like, okay, whoa, oh shit, (laughs) he's like, hold up, hold up, devil's like, damn, they really do love you God, he's like, told you, star wipe, (laughs) to the next story, I don't know what the next one is after, it's in Genesis, so I don't know what the next one is, I didn't read that book, (laughs) I didn't read that book, so, minority kill count, that's a a big old zero, because this story was in Texas, there were black people around, but not in, uh, meat, Texas, not a real fucking place. So Tyler, Texas. That's where the Rose Garden is. So was, I've been to Tyler. I've drove driven through it. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's supposed to be Tyler, Texas. There are black people there probably. Not a lot. So the number we are still at 238 in a Tito Turtle and a house full of vampires. Old Triangle. So, Katie, Katie girl. Do you have any of the cool things to say about frailty or any normal things to say about frailty
1: religious extremism is fucking stupid Mm -hmm. stop forcing your kids to do shit that you think is right that has nothing to do with anything yeah don't murder people
0: yeah don't kill people (laughs) if you could say one thing to the killer what would you say don't kill me okay well you can't say that It's a fun one. It's a really cool story. Like I said, we've said it multiple times, it feels like a cool short story. Like I could, I could see this episode being in like a Tales from the Crypt episode. Cut out another thirty minutes, easily could have been a Tales from the Crypt episode. It'd be a really good one too, actually. So with that, that is the end of the episode. So if you have any other cool fun facts about Matthew McConaughey or or why bill paxton was drinking the same can of beer because it was a old company that went out of business but they had one can so they just kept drinking the and over and over you can tweet us at we have an email it is
1: email
0: so that was episode 14 we got 17 more of these bad boys we got some fun new movies coming out soon uh, we went to the theater and we sat there and we was like, what the fuck is this? Like, you know, we, we thought we've seen some crazy things recently. So uh, I will say some movies, some movies have come out now, but we're saving them. So the last movie of the Screamathon, I will say it now, it's going to be Halloween ends because Halloween's going to end when it comes out. So. But now there's some fun, fun things out there. So the music you're listening to right now, that is flipping the C.E., so the music list right now, that is flipping the combined effort, the flipping the, the homies, CE homies or anywhere rejoice. you can hear them. You be a be a a piece of thank you so much for the artwork. So thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another scary film. Okay, bye guys. Bye! Hey Katie, um, so I was in the back room and I heard Bella talking to me and she said that we need to kill some people.
1: Cats don't talk, though I'm sure if they did, that's what she would say. I like to t- <laughs> I like to <the> t-
0: <laughs> he didn't even say she wouldn't say that. She's just, yeah, they, it can't talk. If they did, yeah, she would say that. I don't know what I'd do if Bella just looked at me and she's like, kill. I'm like, what? Kill him. Kill who? Them. Mm. <laughs> Me and Kitty will be right back, Kitty. Just stay right here and just hear the car peel off. You wouldn't say that, Bella. She's like, yes. Okay, <laughs> bye, guys.
1: Bye.